0: It's not official, we edit our episodes, but I just wanted to get it recorded because maybe you'll make it in our B-roll.
1: <gasps> I love B-roll.
0: <laughs>
2: B-roll is the best, that's where it's at.
3: How are you? It's good to see you.
2: Thanks, Mike, it's good
1: to see you. I'm well, you look great.
3: That's good. I see you're still with us up here, not like alive, just around.
2: <laughs> it's good to see you're not dead. <laughs>
3: Hello and welcome to Active Listeners with Mike and Shane. Each week we interview guests about their goals and expectations as artists, their artistic expression, and the all-around nature of the artist's lifestyle. Whoa, 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 is there a de facto artist's lifestyle? Well, that's one of the things we try to uncover.
0: Performers, visual artists, and musicians, Mike and I would like to talk to you about what you do,
3: why you do it, and what that art means for your community. Please follow Active Listeners on Facebook or the Twitters, and join in on the conversation. Peace
0: welcome to active listeners and i am shane and i am mike and we are going to talk to you today about how capitalism ruined our plans <laughs> so our
3: guest It'll be a little bit today, more broadly than just our fucking plans
0: but <laughs> yes you threw off my groove <laughs> all right all right get back on your get back on your groove I don't know if i can find all right i think i found it all right so our <laughs> our guest today is victoria benkowski one of our uh, longtime friends but originally vicky was supposed to come on our podcast and play a little bit of dungeons and dragons with us we were going to introduce her into a uh, role-playing games but that is not exactly what's happening today It is not what's happening. We are lucky enough to have Vicky on our podcast. She's going to come and talk to us in a little bit. But first, Mike and I are going to talk to you about being an artist while also having to make a quote unquote living while having to pay your bills and survive and how when you try to balance those two worlds, most of the time, it's your art
3: that's going to suffer. So what some of our listeners might not be aware of is that in other countries, just like so many conversations seem to be starting about America. We're third world now. Yeah, I mean, in in countries with with any amount of wealth comparable to ours, which is like like, doesn't really exist because we're technically the richest country in the world and we still live like a bunch of fucking peasants. But just 99% of us in the rest of the developed world. The arts are, are, what's the word I'm looking for? Respected. Uh, Respected. um, Funded. And funded. That's the word. Funded to a tune that would make, I don't know, most of our artistic listeners fucking cry. And, (laughs) and they don't do that here in America. So uh, most of us are in this, in this position of having to either um, be comfortable with sacrificing financial stability and a modicum of normalcy for like gig type regional theater work or gig type, you know, artwork, commission style artwork. It's, it's kind of like the state of the arts in America and it's sad.
0: Yeah. The arts in America tend to get a, a bad rap. They tend to, get put on a a shelf like way up and way in the back and only dealt with when the community surrounding that arts really push for it to happen. It is so rarely, as we've said a dozen times, it's so rarely funded in a way that actually helps it grow and expand into the community. And I feel like, quite frankly, I feel like Will Kemp's has this problem so often is... We want to contribute to a community, but we have to spend so much time begging for money to do anything.
3: Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, it's also kind of a a byproduct of like the top down mentality of everything here. You know, if if you're not the cream of the crop, you're the dregs, you know, in terms of professional clout or perceived ideas of what
0: your work is worth which trust us your work that you're creating is
3: worth so much more than people are giving you credit for Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and you know and it and it and it sucks because like there are a lot of discussions we're gonna talk a little bit with vicky a little later on there are a lot of discussions surrounding how to make the arts more accessible more equitable more and the sad truth of the matter i fear is that just like the way we teach history in this country, the way our professional worlds work? It's it's a whitewashed, not racially, just like a, a cleaned, squeaky, squeaky clean aesthetic that we like to present. That often isn't isn't the reality of the situation, and it's going to take many levels of deconstruction in our society to get to a point where there's true equity in the entertainment business. Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask you a
0: question and then you just got real deep about it. Cause that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's how I do. It's it's a horror. It's a horrifying prospect as a, as a theater maker, as an artist, that what has been working really hasn't been working. And because we have the capacity to recognize that it wasn't working and it's still not working. We have this newfound responsibility to change it and shift it and going into this unknown is just kind of, kind of scary, but also kind of what artists do.
3: And let's, I mean, we're definitely getting a little political today because let's face it, like the people that are in control and the people that are, that hold the keys to making any real change are also the people that are invested in nothing changing. Exactly. Yeah which is the age-old problem when it comes to reform, right? Like, I think that's why so many young people today are, like, on the fuck reform bandwagon, and they're just kind of like, yeah, no, we just need to completely dismantle this and start over. (sighs) Yeah, I don't think it's a reforming
0: thing anymore. We've been sold this idea of it can be reformed with hard work and blah, blah, blah when but can it as you stated it it kind of can't yeah do you have a do you have a time when you sort of had to choose between a paycheck and
3: and your art and sort of where you fell on that lord every single day of my life yeah you know there are so many different things that i'd like to be doing with my time and working in a building for someone else for 40 hours a week isn't one of those things you know I, it was, it was really interesting right around when pandemic started, we had our second kid and I was home because I was furloughed. So I was fortunately making money to, to just stay home and be with my newborn and my family. But I kind of started to think like, if this had happened at any other point in my life before children, it may have been enough to be like, okay, Mike, when this is oh you're gonna save as much money as you can right now while you're getting this unemployment check and after this is over you're gonna do the auditions you're gonna you're gonna do equity you're gonna do sag like you're gonna do all the things and live the way that you you know maybe thought you couldn't live before you know and i
0: mean to give you the other side of that coin because that's kind of the situation i was in you know no wife no kids i was i worked part way through the pandemic a little on and off pulled in that you know money from the government you know uh what were people calling it can i have my check
3: daddy biden (laughs) uncle uncle joe uncle joe (laughs) i mean you can call him daddy biden if you want (laughs) i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shame your king (laughs)
0: um but i also had a lot of those same thoughts of I'm going to save up this money, I'm going to go run at auditions, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then I ran into that wall of that is just contributing to the problem as it has already existed. And while I saved up money and, I, and there's kind of a world in which I could have taken those steps and started running at auditions and gotten my equity card and it felt ingenuous. Are disingenuous sorry it just felt like it wasn't the type of art that I was interested in producing it felt like it was going to put me as a, a cog in a machine that we've established
3: doesn't work sure and I also live in the professional art world right so in my day job I'm exposed to and work alongside artists professional artists that like that do the the grant writing and they get the money you know the little bit of grant money that exists in our economy for these types of things and they they come to our space and they and they create and so my job is to help them create and especially I feel like especially right when things were starting to slow down and I was starting to be able to reflect on my work there it just became like a this thing in the back of my head that was like you know your mold of your creative energy is going into helping these other artists create which is a great thing when you're working collaboratively on a project with a group of artists or with a theater company but like you know it can be draining and and wear you down when it's when it's just like, no, you're just literally hired to be hands or, you know, yes, we want to hear your ideas. Ultimately, it's someone else's choice and the finished product belongs to them, regardless of how inter- you know, involved you are. So that's rough. That's hard to do as, as a creative person. And if, you know, if you listening want to
0: grant Mike and I the opportunity to keep doing what we're doing I'm actually not going to plug our Patreon because we're bitching about this (laughs) capitalist society. So if you're listening to this and any of our episodes have ever resonated true with you, tell a friend, tell them to hop on their podcast listening platform and give us a follow, give us a listen, give us a comment. If they want to hear something that we haven't done, tell us. If they want us to revisit a topic, we'll do
3: that. We want to be a uh, catalyst for conversation. And also, I w- would say that I know that we all get distracted by the biggest hot button political issue. But there was a very concerted effort over the pandemic between all of the theater houses and, you know, big and small, that actually bore fruit and we we ended up getting some pretty pivotal legislation into the Recovery Act that helped a lot of theaters shoot our little theater company, you know, benefited from, from from some some New York State money to like get the arts going again. So, you know, in in between your never ending, uh, you know, abortion debates and the never end, you know, the 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 things that are never going to get solved that are never going to get legislated away try to keep keep focus on the things in your life that make you happy and the things that your life that add to the enrichment of society which is the arts and you know try to keep that in mind at the voting ballot because that's really the only way we're going to affect any real change on a systemic level in terms of being able to support ourselves as creatives and i mean everybody's a creative i always hate saying that but as people that have chosen art as a a big part of their life that helps a lot beautifully said mike
0: and with that we're going to take our little break and we'll be right back with
3: vicky welcome back listeners and i would like to take this opportunity to introduce our guest vicky benkowski how are you
2: what up y'all super psyched to be here
3: <laughs> uh vicky is a phenomenal actress uh singer i mean she's she's great she is also a part of the will kemp's family if you are a local listener you've seen vicky on our stage as mariah as who did you play in dell
2: oh i was the mom that was viola davis's character
3: so yeah, she played the mom. I should know this. It's like one of the one of the more famous plays we've actually done, like uh, <laughs> at least modern plays. Uh, yeah. So go ahead, introduce yourself beyond, I guess, what I just provided. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, share share your pronoun, um, as we like to do that here, and then, yeah, a little fun fact.
1: Perfect.
2: Uh, so I am Vicky. Pronouns are she, her, hers. Fun fact, thanks to COVID, um, I have been slinging fish in a grocery store for a little less than a year, now.
3: So. Yeah. I,
0: I'd like a little explanation on how those two <laughs> things connect. <laughs> Just a little.
2: So uh, before COVID hit, I was doing a children's tour with Capital Rep out in Albany, okay. and we got the phone call. I think we had our last show on Friday the 13th in March, um, and they were like, all right, like, pack it up it's we're good we're done and we were like hello what and they're like <laughs> round her up and I was like well what the fudge so we did rounded it up got back home and I was working three different jobs trying to make that cash I was working for um uh, at home senior care which is like an old folks uh people with dementia people that just like need help um and then I was working at a daycare because that's like my
0: you know get them coming in going out both sides
2: schtick, both ends <laughs> And then I was at the grocery store part-time as well. And there was a position in our seafood department that they just hadn't been able to fill for like over a year because uh, the last chick walked out. And my boss was like, do you like want to try it? And I was like, I mean. Not really? What shit <laughs> got going on, I guess? And he was like, well, you get a pay raise, you know, you get some benefits. Benef- I was like, all right, let's do it. Benefits. I'm in. Yeah, right. I said, I'm not to pay for my own insurance. In there. So yeah, we've been doing that ever since. It's been wild. There's a lot of turnaround now with people just quitting. I got called a dick my first week there. It was a really good time.
3: Cool by a by a customer or by uh a
2: co-leader? by an associate. Yeah. Oh, he was my night guy and he was upset because I told him he had to be in uniform and he didn't appreciate that. So
0: oh darn. Okay. Oh, Why darn. you gotta be such yeah. a
2: dick? And I was like, Yeah, it's cool.
0: Uh, are we allowed to call you? a fishmonger
2: Uh,
0: because I'd like to but I won't if you don't want me to
2: I think you should
0: okay cool so
3: actress uh singer fishmonger fishmonger yeah yeah so we do it all uh, (laughs) woman of many talents (laughs) gotta do it all
0: <laughs> so tell us about the uh, theater that you were doing before COVID happened. What, is that, uh, what was that entailing, that children's theater you were talking about?
2: So it's Capital Rep, uh, based out in Albany, New York. And they do um, two shows. They do a spring show, and then they do um, like a fall-winter type of show. Uh, The shows are usually pretty small because the actors, they're all equity, so they all get stage manager contracts, essentially, because you have to do, like, all the lifting and all the setup and all that stuff. Actually, quite fun. We did uh, Cinderella was my first show that I did with them uh, for the children's tour. So much fun. Kind of a hot, hot mess, but, you know, like, what's not? We were supposed to have puppets and, like, all this stuff, and, like, the puppets got done, like, the week we started tour, and yeah, the rehearsal process was, like three, three-ish weeks, like crammed long days. You had to like practice packing up the van and there was one van and there was the sedan because there were, that was a show with a lot of people. Uh, I think there were five of us, which is like unheard of for a, a touring show like that. And there's so many costumes, it was gorgeous. So much, so much fun. Um, and then the second show we did in, in the spring that we got uh, shut down was called Petticoats of Steel, which was an original show. They're all, they all do mostly like original shows which is like kind of their shtick to the local schools and we could travel I think the most we ever traveled was like two hours away from Albany which for me is even longer because I had to travel into Albany yeah and then get in the van and then go on I mean I love tour life because like after a two-show day I'd be like <sighs> snoring in the front seat and like it was great because I had not have to drive just
0: passed out
2: passed out just take a little sweaty nap you know <laughs> <laughs> <then
3: you're> like... <laughs> nap. best naps Naps. no no they're not the, no <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
3: you need them the most therefore <laughs> therefore they're the
2: best naps. <laughs> detoxifying one would say um that show
3: did she cut out for you because she cut out. For yeah me. sorry i think we missed most of what you just said
0: no yeah, vicky if you want to go ahead and turn off your camera go for it
2: i thought <laughs> stop the video
0: oh i love that picture okay yep thank
1: you it
0: Actually, I'm going to go ahead and turn mine off and hopefully help the whole situation on your end as well. No, it's
1: Weird. <laughs>
2: Guys, it's like a real podcast.
0: I know. Here we are. I'll just edit all that out or I won't edit all that out. Live podcasting.
2: Podcast.
0: I'm sorry. Can you give us your last point one more time though? Do you remember what it was?
2: We were talking. What? Uh, oh, Living DBQ. So Petticoats of Steel was essentially a living DBQ. So there was a lot of uh, historical facts, but like mixed in with like fun music and costume changes and all this stuff. It was really interesting. And uh, a lot of the kids really liked it. We we take it back to um, multiple, like some of the same schools as the fall show. So it was interesting to see the kids be like, oh, my gosh, like we saw you last year. You're back. Like so cool. And some of the kids were really into it. And then like, you know, the older grades are the older grades and they... <laughs> They don't like school anyway, so a living too cool for this. They don't like anything. Come on, literal nightmare. (laughs) But yeah, that's uh, you know that's what I was up to, and it was really nice, and I really loved it, and I hope to get back at it again.
0: So, were you playing like multiple roles? Was it uh, since it's such a small cast? Was it you playing multiple roles, or how does that work?
2: Yes. So they had, for Petticoats in particular, Petticoats was uh, a lot different than Cinderella. Cinderella was just super fun. I got to play the Wicked Stepmother. My costumes were bad bitch. Like it was <laughs> Where it was that. That show was, I was like, oh shit, this is, this is, I was like, I should just play the evil villain for the rest of my life because it's that much fun. But Petticoats was three actors. Like the whole premise of the show is that this one chick like never made it. So everybody has like all these different monologues and then all these different tracks for all the historical figures, all Sojourner Truth, Susan B. Anthony, Ida B. Wells um, and on and on and on. And it was really interesting because it was a lot of like small uh, props and small, like little costume accoutrements to make you into like your new character.
0: Yeah. Like signifiers and stuff. Right.
2: Yeah. So that was really, really interesting and, and pretty tricky to remember, you know, whose hats where and where's your bonnet and, You know this doohickey and there was this whole thing with the map where we went through and you know showed the kids which place uh gave women the right to vote and when and Mm. i was lucky i just got to read it off a newspaper but stephanie my friend who was in the show had to use a pointer and like point to it on this map that we had uh (laughs) printed out and blown up it was insane
3: She needed a a quick little geography lesson before. uh... I tell you
2: what. (laughs) I was like, oh, snap. I didn't know that was over there. I thought this was over here. I was like, wow. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Our bad.
0: Give us something you learned in that show. Go for it.
2: How long ago? How long ago? I don't even. I had nightmares about some of the. uh, uh, the, Because you had to memorize like facts and dates, you know. And we had like the right little placard at the right little time. And there was the one at the very end of the show. Can't remember it now, but we had memorized it and we had to go over it every single time. And I have a Snapchat where we did it and we got it right. And we were like,
1: yeah,
2: (laughs) what a wild ride.
3: (laughs) So I know that uh, you have a long history of doing like musical performances and concert performances. So talk about that a little bit, because I like am blown away by your voice in general and maybe we could get us a clip and throw it on the end of this interview for yes, the please audience to hear it as well so like yeah what's that world like because like I'm not a singer at all and <laughs> um actively avoid uh
2: musicals oh, so.
3: he really does <laughs> he really does
2: <laughs> it's hard uh well since I got my equity card it's been it's been interesting because there are things that I would want to you know things I would normally audition for and go out for that I can't because it's not equity Mm -hmm. but anything that I do go out and audition for now like my so the first cattle call I ever went to in New York City was for the national tour of ragtime which ragtime is like top top of the top one of my favorite shows like I want to play Sarah I better play Sarah before (laughs) I'm dead or I will be very upset at the way my life played out
0: so all you Uh, musical producers out there somebody ready and available for it
2: um so i went out and i like we left at like four in the morning to like be the traffic on the bridge blah 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 into new york city i'm running to the audition it's like my new york city like nightmare get there there's like a million bitches in there who look exactly like me and i'm like great and then there's a million in there who are like dancer dancer dancers and you know bright white and they're obviously trying out for like mother and all the other the other roles um because really there's only there's like the harlem ensemble which is fine it's a good it's a good time i've done this i've done the show um but then there's like sarah and sarah's friend and that's it for female black leads in that particular show no right so you roll in <laughs> i know surprise we roll in we all stand in the line everyone's like ah ah ga, ga, like waiting <laughs> and <the> producers <laughs> on, come in right just like yeah. um, oh my god yeah, yeah. so on and they look at you and i think it must have been maybe 30 seconds they look at all of us and then they say thank you and send us away and i was like what okay. and like i've never done anything like this i must i must have been 25 26 now maybe 25 24 and I go back to the room and they call like five names and they're like, all right, if we didn't call your name, like, thank you so much for coming down. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> thank you for coming down. So I was pissed about that. And then I find out later that a girl I went to school with who is very lovely. Love her to death. She's actually uh, local to Albany as well. She auditioned online and she booked. She oh. looks, looks exactly like me. Um, she, but she's a dancer. Uh-huh. And our, I mean, our sounds are, are pretty different, um, vocally, but I was like, what the, <sighs> but I was so mad. So that was like my first real experience with the saddies that come along with auditioning. And it's really hard to, to distinguish yourself. I mean, the right now they're looking for either a really pop music theater sound, which is not really me. Like you're thinking like mean girls, mm-hmm. uh, dear Evan Hansen, that kind of stuff. Um,
0: yeah, like, listeners, wait until the end of this episode, because we're going to make Vicky give us a clip of something. <laughs> You're going to be blown away.
2: And I so I don't have like, that's, that's not my particular sound. I mean, I was classically trained. I went to school um, up at SUNY Potsdam, shout out, <laughs> and loved it. What a, what a wild ride. There really wasn't musical theater up there. So everything musical theater that I wanted to do, I kind of just had to do on my own. Um, which is fine because i have been doing it on my own for so long and I was doing it right, which is a blessing because I really could have done it wrong and I really could have messed that up. But my sound leans more towards a legit legit sound and a classical sound as opposed to like your quintessential music theater, belty, yelly, screamy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of roles that look for that kind of sound. It's very much more Audra McDonald-esque than Mm. uh, like Queen Latifah, Big Mama, Black, you know, like hearty, earthy, each grits, each greens kind of sound, which is what a lot of producers are looking for. And that's just not me. So that's been a really difficult part about being, especially being equity, because I know what they're looking for. And I know that I could sing it, but it would be, it would be different, which is, you know, different is good. And my different is safe in that aspect. Because if I were, you know, screaming and scrouting like that eight, eight nights a week, that's eight nights a week, eight shows a week, that would not be good for me. So I'm auditioning now. I think we lost you again. Or did you lose me?
3: No, we lost her.
2: ain't hey, back. This, oh, no.
3: Yeah, you were, you were
0: gone. We heard we heard I'm auditioning now.
1: Oh, good. <laughs>
0: Try it again from I'm auditioning?
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't know, What did I even say? Oh, um, so I'm auditioning. I've, got, uh, I've had a callback for a show in Long Island and a callback for like a local little movie so hopefully it works out
3: cool all right so I have a question I'm I'm glad you brought this up because recently for our listeners that don't know equity changed some of their rules surrounding how to become equity now I know you you probably had the points right like before they
2: no, actually, um, no, okay, I, didn't, okay. I didn't work at any theaters that uh, gave points, they, there's a lot of theaters out there that specifically don't give points, preach, um, an ac- actor, they like, you know, they can't take you again,
3: right, right, so they
2: don't really want you to,
3: okay, so, so you, so you newly have joined equity, yes, okay, all right, so I think you, you, you kind of gave, like, a He muted himself.
2: (laughs) Mike, you're muted.
3: There's been a lot of discussion around like you know making access to equity easier for certain communities. But you kind of said something that in like in my in my brain is like another issue with being a minority, especially doing musicals or you know, plays, stage plays, is that one, like you're always told, you're always being told you're not the right type of black. You're not the right type of, you know what I mean? You don't have the right voice. You don't have the right look or, or you're just like fighting 400 other women for the two roles that even exist. Yeah. So like, how do you, how do you navigate that? Or how have you found yourself, you know, having to navigate that?
2: I mean, it's, it's stiff out there. It's, And I mean, locally even, too. Capital Rep, I love them. But there there isn't... I mean, we did, what, Full Monty a few years ago, and there were, like, three black people, I think, in the show?
1: Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm.
2: guys, that's And I understand, like... I understand. It's not okay, though. I understand why you're doing it, whatever. Cool, fine. But it's not right. And um, But I am glad that Equity's opening up the floodgates here, because holy shit, it's about
1: time.
0: Yeah can so, you fill me in on that I'm not really up to par With my equity yeah. rules what, what did they change What's happening
2: So usually to, be, to become part of actors equity You have to have either gotten an equity contract So you sign on with a theater That takes equity actors um, And you get the contract You sign on You pay your however much it is in dues I think it's like over a thousand bucks or something Twelve
3: I think it's fifteen now or thirteen fifty something like that.
2: I know they bumped it up since I've yeah. joined. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. And I'm like, how are we going to pay you? It's COVID times. There's nothing happening. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> so it's either you get an equity contract or you can be EMC equity membership candidate and get points. And you have to rack up, I don't know, like 20 something points or something like that in order to like basically buy your equity card and become equity. Now they've opened it up from the, the email that I read anyway, I scanned it very quickly, where if you've worked in a professional theater, even though that theater wasn't equity, you can like apply for equity membership, oh, but like, they have, like okay. but now they'll like actually give it to you. So you don't like need the points and you don't need an act ec- contract. You just have to be able to prove that, you know, I was a working actor. Let me in motherfucker.
3: That's interesting it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of happened right around when all the theaters in the country were releasing all those statements about inclusion and Mm -hmm. and all that. And that was one of the ways that Equity uh, decided to address that issue. I mean, do you think it's working
0: would be my next question?
2: Um, I haven't heard from any of my friends that are not union actors if they've gone that route yet. But I mean, I'm hopeful. I mean, we've gotten a lot of nice union reps, especially for the Albany area. Um, Sue Caputo, I, that I worked with, she's our union rep right now. Um, she's wonderful. She'll like fight tooth and nail for you. So, I'm hoping that it'll work out for my for my friends.
3: Yeah, we just need you know, just need the roles to exactly. To, you need to, the, to go get right. And
2: the problem is, problem is the the pay. I mean, like nobody. It's hard, like I'm seeing calls for like. a week right who's gonna that's not gonna cut it (laughs) and I'm like looking through and I'm like I'm desperate I ain't that desperate
3: well you know it's the people that that either are comfortable with just like couch surfing right between paid gigs right and then you know people that can live off mommy and daddy You know, right exactly. exactly. Um, with like a hope and a dream and a couple thousand dollars in their pocket. (laughs) And I mean, quite frankly, you have
0: fishmonger money now, so
1: yeah, (laughs)
0: two hundred bucks a week ain't gonna cut it. (laughs) Also, that just sounds like the the bullshit that companies have been pulling forever about like not giving you full time. Oh yeah, (laughs) It, it sounds like the same mentality.
1: It
2: absolutely is. I'm like, you want the people. But you're not willing to shell out the cash. Then you're not going to get the people. Like, I don't know. For you know, sure. That's mad. It's like
3: my ass got two little ones to right. raise.
1: got to feed these kids.
3: So, I'm going to go ahead and keep my day job and my benefits. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, benefits. <laughs> <laughs> the dream. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I done fucked up and just kind of got comfy. So you got the house, the kids. <laughs> Uh, that kind of brings us to another development in your life. You're you're leaving New York soon.
2: I Whoa. am uh, finally getting out of town.
3: <laughs> yeah. So where are you going?
2: Uh, so I'm heading to Jacksonville, Florida. Um, my best friend is down there, Megan, um, and her husband, and I plan I actually plan on going down there way before like before COVID. And then COVID essentially was like, psych, bitch, we're good. Um, and I was you like, hey right. You Florida? You had plans? No. I know, right? You had plans? Nah, girl. You ain't got tell you plans. Tell you about Florida right now.
1: <laughs> also, yeah,
0: like, I know this might sidetrack from your story a little bit. But
1: dumpster
0: fire. Florida
2: right now? <laughs> Absolute dumpster fire. Literally, everyone that I tell looks at me and they're like, Florida? <laughs> and i'm like i know i know but yes i know
3: so what's what prospects you got in florida
2: so there's a couple of cool dinner theaters i mean obviously there's disney world world land i don't know world one of the world yeah world whichever world. one's down there um which that's a little far some, from jacksonville yeah yeah for sure These, um i mean they put i'm hoping they would put you up um, but there's like a really cool dinner theater down there. It's close to, it's closer, not close, but closer to like Atlanta um, and the film scene down that way. So I'm hoping to. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I know, right? Tyler Perry, um, black people. Uh, so I'm trying to bust in on that. <laughs> Don't really know how I'm going to bust in on that, but I'm I'm hopeful. Um, and you guys know I'm super into Jesus and there's a really nice church down there that I know, right? Looking for um, a worship leader and I'm hoping to wedge my big foot in the door and hi What okay. size
0: shoe you wearing these days?
2: Maybe 11 and a half, baby.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was
3: very relevant to everything I'm, that's going on. I'm pretty on. sure that's the first time we ever asked the shoe size of a guest. I'm,
2: Don't you know, edit that out. That's staying. You're
3: making, you're making history today.
2: Making moves. Alpod history. <laughs> oh
1: man.
0: Have you auditioned for these things or are these just prospects for once you get down there, you're going to start throwing yourself you know, I've
2: them. I've sent I've sent vids to multiple places down there um but I mean like everybody's flooding everybody with everything so yep I'm just waiting to hear somebody pick me <laughs> anybody pick me but this is actually really cool so the first time in my life I've ever actually saved like any real amount of money thanks fishmonger job and <laughs> so like years past I'd be like I'm totally leaving like I'm going to New York City I'm out of here like fuck this small town fuck it But I'd like never save any money. And I'd just be like, ah, like I'll figure it out. This time I actually, you know, I actually saved money. I actually booked a pod to take my shit down to Jacksonville. I've got a house with my best friend. Like I'm puking in my mouth because it's actually real this time. It's really happening. Yeah. Like told my work, like, bye, I quit. And they're like, what? And I'm like, see you later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're fishmonger dreams.
2: I know. They're like, please don't leave. And I'm like, you guys will be all right without me. And they're like, no.
0: (laughs) But here's the thing. How much do you care if they're okay without you?
2: So I've been there for 17 years. I mean, holy smokes. I've I've been there ever since I was 15 years old. And it's like, it's like a family. And I mean, I've had the same store manager for like 12 of those years. I've got really good friends, you know, that we've just been fucking slinging along. And anytime I came home from college or gigging i'd come back and you know i'd be like guys can i work and they're like hell yeah you can work like you can always work and they'd terminate me so like they'd essentially fire me but then they'd be like ah psych and like slap me back in the system and (laughs) you know there
1: i am like fucking
2: working in produce again and they're like i'm like yeah bitch i'm back shit oh this you time. thought i left
3: oh you gotta get that unemployment yeah we'll, we'll hook you
2: up <laughs> so crazy because like this this time is like all right like this was my safety net for all these years and i'm like okay safety net i'm cutting big fat holes in you i'm out of here
3: yeah yeah you gotta cuss them all out when you leave
2: yep all, all right i drain all
3: the fish tanks
2: i tell you <laughs> watch I,
3: i'm pretty sure it's just it's just lobster tanks
0: at the yeah, grocery store just,
2: i only yeah. have a lobster tank anyway <laughs> Just one.
0: Sorry, I don't really eat seafood. I don't know how all that works.
3: This isn't a Wegman's, right?
2: <laughs> I don't eat seafood.
3: You don't eat seafood either.
2: I don't. i have fried. Oh, that's gotta
3: be the worst.
2: I'll fry up the flounder, but that's it. Like I don't lobster neck. Nah.
3: Oh, we lost you again. Oh, I didn't lose her.
0: Oh, then you lost me. I'll do a crab leg every once in a while. I didn't lose you either. I think the name of this episode is going to be technical difficulties. <laughs> We did lose Vicky. <laughs> Either that or the f- the fishmonger. I mean.
2: If you're talking, I can't hear you.
0: There you are. Oh, oh we that- found you again.
2: My internet's like, your internet is unstable. Yeah, I know. There's There's a
0: um, sometimes if you turn your Wi-Fi off on your phone, that might help.
2: Oh, I, I definitely did that. Yeah. I-
3: I've got like a billion things in my house that are all on it. So it's like one more thing isn't going to help <laughs> or
0: hurt.
2: Savaged. <laughs>
0: All right. So when are you when are you leaving us?
2: So uh, my official drive away day is September 10th, um, unless I book a gig up here and then like my stuff will leave on September 10th
1: and I'll (laughs) stay
2: up here. Okay, Because that
0: was going to be my next question. Was it sounded like you had sort of auditions you were still waiting to hear about from up here?
2: Yes. Yes. Correct.
0: All right. So there's so you might be separated from your stuff.
2: I might be separate. I mean, but like all the stuff that I need is going to be in my car. So everything else is just like incidentals. Fuck stuff. Need stuff. Stuff don't define me. Except my piano. I need that. Shit <laughs> 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 don't define me. Oh man. Screaming. So
3: what are you, what are you, what's your big, what's the big dream?
2: <sighs> what a question. What is the big <laughs> dream now? I don't know. I think about this a lot. I'm like, I
3: know now, right? Because it changes. It changes as you as you grow older and as you kind of like consider your your situation or what you actually want. So what what, is what does Vicky actually want?
2: What does Vicky? What do women want? We have a
0: question. (laughs) Um, I've seen that movie. It's it's a perfect representation of the female mind. I just
2: (laughs) so rude
0: it's so forked up i'm sorry that's not true at all don't don't even watch that movie it's an awful movie and who let
3: mel gibson be in that movie right <laughs> jodie foster right wasn't that uh, i don't know i don't i don't think i care
1: oh my god no so what's
3: so what's 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 the plan or what's the
0: hope what's the hope what's the dream that you're going Yeah, we've bantered enough to we've given you enough time to think Goodbye. about your dream <laughs>
2: So uh, Broadway is the dream, the big dream. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, if that if that doesn't come to pass, that's all right. Regional theater has been good to me so far. I mean, I'd love to do a sitcom. I'm a big Parks and Rec nerd. Uh, and I, I know
3: Vic, the dream is to just play a dad for like 15 years. And right? just-
2: <laughs> Give me that cash. Go to work every just day.
3: Go to work Last- every day.
2: All damn day and then go be, home. Be like
3: kind of a household name. I don't need to be rich. I know. Yes, leave that Leave that to Wait. the Denzels. It would
2: not take
1: much
3: to make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Small recurring role. I'm good. But you know what, though? You're good enough to be on fucking Broadway. So I want oh, that for you. My. I wish that for you. That's no joke. For sure.
2: Me fucking too. Fuck. Um,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> for those out there listening, Mike and I actually went to our early college with Victoria so we've been around Vicky for a long time and fresh love love you so much it's love you guys it's just unbelievable um and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to see you go on a personal level not just you know thanks for coming on our podcast but like (laughs) you know we've we've been working with you for a long time and it's now I'm gonna tear up
3: that's okay when she's she's in between gigs in a couple summers when will kemp's finally gets shit together and gets this equity like yeah thing maybe. rolling and jiving we'll have her come back and we'll we'll do much do again
1: it's and
3: so you know Ooh, yeah. we'll get on stage together and do our thing
0: So
2: here for it <laughs> Forever. that actually
3: sounds like a really awesome show
0: that was the plan for Much Ado I um, kind of remember that then, being one of the big options for the and show and then Mike
3: Lake was like are you kidding me I just played two, two, two leads in one season I need a fucking break." and
0: then Vicky was like oh Mike Lake doesn't want to act with me on stage I'm moving to Florida
3: I'm going to become Equity
0: and just forget all of you
2: I'm a lead. <laughs> make money and then come back and buy you a theater
1: <laughs> okay, oh okay.
3: darn
2: that is my dream. That is my Kemp's dream.
3: We're all just waiting for someone to have coattails to ride,
0: I
2: think,
1: right? is
3: what's right. happening. We're all just
0: waiting for someone's crypto to explode so they can uh-huh. Uh-huh. buy us a theater space.
1: Yes. Uh. <laughs> all
0: right, Vicky, I think, I think we're getting towards the end of our interview here. I would, I would love to know if there was anything that we didn't touch on that you'd like to talk about or something we talk, touched on uh, that you'd like to dive a little bit deeper in. Let's
1: see.
2: What didn't we touch on? So many things. So many, all of the things. All Every the things. single thing. I
0: know we were very <laughs> unprepared for this podcast episode.
2: Because well, let's talk about that
3: a little bit, because we were going originally
2: <laughs> to
3: <laughs> to introduce Vicky to the world of tabletop role playing games, tabletop via via the the tried and true classic Dungeons and Dragons five E, and then and then uh fishmongering the way.
2: <laughs> let me tell you all right so this fucking kid he just is a fresh 18 he's never gonna hear this but so let's <laughs> let's call him mason just in case that's his name <laughs> i was gonna name. say i
0: hope that's his actual name it's
2: not it's not but i kind of <laughs> want it to be so mason has only been in my department for like maybe a month And he was really good friends with the guy who had the job Before him whose name I will actually tell you Because he's a piece of trash his name is Benny 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 was the Benny's one who called me a dick fuck you Benny I'm so
0: excited for this Shout out to Benny but the opposite of a shout out Yeah like shout (laughs) in Shout in to Benny
3: (laughs) Whisper in
1: Whisper (laughs) in (laughs) Fuck you
2: Benny And uh (laughs) So Mason takes the gig. Whatever he's doing, fine. He's working nights, twelve to eight thirty, five days a week. Whatever you get that cash. So Friday, one of my other workers is working. He's seasoned. He works. He's worked with fish like his whole life. He's older gentleman, very sweet guy. (laughs) I just
0: don't know. That's such a weird (laughs) thing to hear, let alone for someone to. He's been working with fish his whole life.
2: He has. He's literally like worked in like the Boston fish market and then like moved to Vermont with his wife and now works in our seafood department. He he's a fishmonger. And uh, (laughs) so he's telling Mason to like, you know, rebag these clams because some of the clams are not looking so hot, but clams keep for a really long time. So Mason loses his fucking mind and starts screaming at this other associate who's much older than him, who's been in the department much longer than him. Like this kid can go get fucked. And so the guy looks at him and he's like, I'm sorry. Like, who do you think you're talking to right now? Like, you're not screaming at me, little boy. And he's like, Re- just rebag the clams, you know, and put the good ones out and get rid of the dead ones. Like, fine, whatever. And he's
1: like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to redo this. Blah, blah, blah.
2: So this other, my other associate calls the store manager. <laughs> the store manager comes down. He's like, what's going on? He's like, this kid's screaming in my face. I'm out. And he clocks out and he leaves. Oh, shit the drama. So he leaves this kid there. My other associate calls me five times. I'm home trying to enjoy my life. Right? Psych. <laughs> um, then the store manager like texts me. He's like, can you call me? Gives me all this tea. I'm like, oh boy. Okay. So he was like, can you see like maybe somebody else can work the weekend? See if somebody else can work. And I was like, yeah, like who? Me. You gag <laughs> me. Um, so I get one other associate to cover Saturday night. And I was like, guess I'm doing Sunday.
3: Oh, you've cut again. I don't know if you can hear us, but, or is it me this time?
0: No. I just like to let you think it's you for a second. Asshole. <laughs> Are you back, Mickey?
2: Oh, no. How long was I gone? Yeah, so long.
0: <laughs> so long. No. Uh, the last thing we heard you say was uh, that's going to be me on Sunday.
2: Yes. All right. So that was me on Sunday. I got the other guy for Saturday. Saturday, I was like, hey, man, can you do Sunday too? He was like, nah, man. It's not, it's not good for me, man. And I was like, come the fuck on whatever what even are you doing nothing so we did that and then today i had to come in on a-
0: when she comes back we're just gonna end it we're just gonna end it
2: that was a long one it was one. a
0: long one that's okay that long one. <laughs> vicky i think we're gonna i think we're gonna end your torture because it, it sounds like your internet is like yelling at you <laughs> um it truly is so if you can before you go yeah. do two things for us one all right let us know about any social medias you have any anything that you want people to check out online any programs you're a part of any businesses you've started your website and what's your favorite snack
1: <gasps> all
2: right my favorite snack is a Swiss roll most important good call. all right those are what I craved when I was pregnant delish and as for social media, I deleted the Facebooks because I was spending too much time. I mean, I'm on, good for you. I'm on the Instagrams, but only once in a while, so I got nothing to report. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right, all right. Well, Vicky, uh, we wish you all the best luck in in Florida. Thanks,
1: friend. <laughs> Florida. We we
3: hope we never we never read any headlines that begin "Florida woman" and ends, ends with your picture. and uh and yeah i hope i hope you take over the world that'd be great
2: thank you my friends thanks for having me this is super fun especially the internet
3: that's all right uh (laughs) most of it will edit
0: out and honestly a little silly audio issues now and again just make for lively entertainment (laughs) yeah
1: yeah for sure sure
0: uh so when you get to florida and you you make it big and huge and do all your stuff we'll have you back on and you can
2: Oh, hell, yeah,
3: yeah, you can tell us about all the stuff you're doing, all oh, the success, yeah,
2: all of the shenanigans, yeah.
3: and I mean, if you ever land that sitcom and you know,
2: we you, need a dad
3: you need, yeah, you need a dad or a or an older black neighbor <laughs> or um a magic janitor, cause hell, I'll sell out, uh, oh just. My God. Wow. I know the perfect guy.
1: <laughs> I know the perfect guy, I got it. Uh
0: and if you need someone to be super awkward on camera and uh that's I got you.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Thank you,
0: Vicky. Uh, thank you, thank we you. Thank love you. you.
1: Guys, I had a blast. I'm not like the other on the show. advice those words I'm never focused don't expect to ever be cast as at
3: Thank you, Vicky, for sitting with us, having a having a little conversation, going with the punches that late stage capitalism has thrown us and, and all the internet issues, you know, <laughs> with us and all the internet issues. Um, you know, we can put a man on the moon, but we can't get uh, reliable internet to who's it falls. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> So yeah, so thank you so much, uh, and uh, we love you, love you bunches. Shane, do you have some listener participation for? No, that's not what we call it. Do you have some audience participation for us today? I do. I would love to know
0: about the job you have and why you hate it. I very <laughs> specifically want tea. I want to hear about
3: why your job is so awful and even even if you love everyone you work with like I love everybody I work with I literally I don't there's not a single person in my whole building that I'm like that person can go like I love my my co-workers but but like again you you heard you heard what I had to say about that yeah so yeah give it to us so spill that tea let it off your chest and where can they do that, Mike? They can find us on so many different things nowadays. I know. Facebook, www.facebook.com slash active listeners podcast. They can also check us out on the Twitters at act list pod. Or you can find our TikToks if you want for our TikTok shenanigans at at Alpod Mike. And at Alpod Shame, And join in the conversation. Peace. like what you hear leave us a rating and if you really like what you hear and you want to support the show go to patreon.com slash active pod and become a patron our theme music it's a trap was created by remodel thanks for listening